It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. I am Becky and it is so great to be back in the studio with you this morning. And um, again, we have a very spicy show for you. I have a guest in the studio with me this morning. And um, hello, good morning to my Facebook world. It's great to see my friends out there too. We're also streaming on Facebook on on uh, my page um, hashtag I am Becky. If you are get out and about and you want to hop on Facebook and watch us streaming live there, but we're just glad you're here this morning because I am in the studio this morning with a new and become very dear friend of mine, Alicia. And on Facebook, she's Alicia Dawn. What I don't know what your real last name is actually, but Wyant. 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 That's right, Alicia Wyant. And Alicia and I have been getting to know each other over the last couple weeks. Because of something that has been brought to our both of our awarenesses, and we're gonna we're gonna spend a little time, and we're gonna be ripping a bandaid off um, a story this morning, and we're gonna be it, we're gonna be kind of giving you a paradigm shift. And you know, if you remember two years ago, those of you that have been listening to me for the last couple of years of why I came on and it was even becoming a radio person on Saturday morning was because I really felt in my heart that God said, do something, do something. And then I was invited onto this and I'm like, okay, this is my something. Well, I've spent a lot of time over the last, you know, couple of years talking about things that are not okay. And they're not okay, not just in our local county, because this is a local radio show, but things that are not okay, even nationwide and going on. Well, we have another not okay situation happening. And it happens to be in the town that affects myself, Elisha, and many, many others. And so we are going to, we're going to be tackling the topic today of fluoride in the public water system. And fluoride is, you know, just uh, spoiler alert, like I said, fluoride is not fluoride in the water. Fluoride um, that you would go to a dentist and have a dentist put this fluoride on your teeth. And that is one thing, and we can't even tackle that subject today, but what we are going to be tackling is that in the the county of Linden, the counties of Skagit, the only place that has wa- uh, fluoride added to their water is in Linden, Washington. Imagine that. The only city in all of Whatcom County. Bellingham apparently has tried to put it in their water many times, and the people rise up and say, do not put that toxic poison in our water. And so if you're listening today from wherever you're listening from, because we do stream live online, and then we also are locally, maybe I'm in your car riding around with you, maybe I'm just you're just sitting at home, but you can find out if there's fluoride in your water no matter where you are. So those of you on Facebook... You can be listening and and, uh, finding out where you can find if there is fluoride in your water. 
But I can tell you what, it's in about 60% of all water systems around our nation. So I would suggest that you find out. So my story is when I moved to Linden for the first time back in 1981 after I married, I thought, this is great. Linden has fluoride in their water, and we're going to raise our family in Linden. And I really am excited that this city has fluoride in their water because I want it for my kids, for their teeth, for their bones, because I had, as a, as a very young person, I wasn't even yet a mother, I had understood that fluoride was great for you. Well, to my dismay, I would say one of the greatest gifts, if there is such a, a thing, that the gift of this pandemic, and you know I call it that on purpose, we've talked about that on many shows, um, came along. And it's really ripped the Band-Aid off the truth of a lot of different things. And, and in this last year, it was brought to my attention that fluoride in our water is not fluoride. It is called hydrofluorosilicic acid. Did I say that right, Miss Nurse RN? <laughs> and by the way, my guest, Alicia, is an RN um, and she was a military RN nurse for um, several years, served us. Thank you so much, Elisha, for serving in our great country. Both her and her husband have served in our country. And she, which so that just, of course, makes my heart swell right there, being a die-in-the-wool patriot. But she also is an, a nurse. And so she comes with a lot of the biology and the science and the care of what this is doing in the bodies of people. So... This fluoride is not fluoride. It was something that came up 70 years ago. And that's where this hydrofluorosilicic, oh my word. It's, okay, say it for me. Hydrofluorosilicic acid. Do you think you could say that? You can see why they would call it fluoride when that's actually not fluoride because the, there's a flora something in there. Say it again. Hydro- so hydrofluorosilicic acid. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is actually what is in our water. And so let's give let's take a couple minutes to unpackage first of all what happened 70 years ago how did this hydrofluorosilicic acid come about and why did it happen to be that we're now putting this in our local water systems with the thought that this is actually something good for us and then finding out that it is literally doing awful, terrible things inside of our bodies over the years. And by the way, Lyndon started this water additive in 1959. And I truly believe, so in this conversation today, for those of you that are listening um, for wherever, I'm not saying shame on you, bad Lyndon. I honestly believe that whoever made that public decision back in 1959 really, truly thought that we're going to do something great for our citizens and for our children. Um, let's put this in our drinking water because as many cities around the nation were, they hopped on this idea, this is a great thing for us because that's what they were told. And that's what um, the, the, the hidden science hid away, the realities, and they were able to manipulate the data and doctrine, the doc- documents to say that it was something safe when, in fact, it never has been. So I want to say that it was probably a very, you know, at the time, this is a good decision. But we know better now. 
And there's been people out there, dentists and doctors, for 40 years trying to actually bring the truth out of what this actually is. Dentists that paint this on your teeth are trying to really bring the reality out. So we're going to share with you. We're going to do a little education. But this is important. This is if you live in Whatcom County, if you go to Linden to drink their coffee, if you go to Linden to um, have dinner or you have children that go to our school districts or grandchildren that goes to our school district, if you have any connection whatsoever, this affects you. And so if you're wherever you are in the country right now, if you find out that there's fluoride and this hydrofluorosilicic acid in your water, you need to know about it. And we're going to talk about where you can go and what you can do about it. So there's about eight of us gals that have gotten together. We are camp. We are on a ground campaign. We're going to tell you more about that later where you can go participate today, go sign something and say support this get it out of Linden water. And um, so, so I'm going to kind of hand it to you for just a minute, and we're going to have a conversation here, uh, Alicia and I. I love calling her Elisha because that's exactly what her name looks like. So, by the way, if I slip and say Elisha, he's one of my favorite characters. But so yeah, she's a, she is a, she's a gal that absolutely has a great heart, like Elisha. But we won't. I'll try not to. Elisha, it's a beautiful name. So, Elisha, give us a history. What happened, and where did this come about, and why did it come about? And you know what? I believe we are actually at the break already. So I laid a foundation. We're going to come back, and Elisha is going to <laughs> she's she's going to share a little bit about this history. Don't go away because you're going to want to hear this. Okay, next up for the auction, we have an amazing deal. This beautiful new American Standard Furnace and Heat Pump. It is consumer best rate. It has a 10-year parts warranty, and it'll be installed by the pros at Linden Sheet Metal. Let's start the auction. First, for the savings, we have incredible tax credits. Do I hear $1,000? Sold! You now have $2,000 off a furnace and heat pump. For utilities rebates, there's a mixed bag. Depending on what you get, there are savings of up to $2,400. We also have manufacturing and dealer rebates up to $1,500. And for our final item, we have financing. Zero down and zero interest if paid according to a contract. Do I hear six months now looking for 12 months? Ahead of it now 18 months, 18 months to have. We have a winner. Congratulations. You don't have to be at the auction to make these great deals. It's open to everyone that calls. This deal includes tax credits, rebates, and easy financing. But don't wait. These savings won't be around forever. You too can be a winner. Call us today. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. Are you looking for an auto shop that offers honest quality service? Hi, I'm Kirk, owner of Angler Automotive. At Angler Automotive, we strive to make sure that all of your automotive service needs are met. Angler Automotive provides the factory recommended services that are required to maintain your vehicle's warranty. Angler Automotive, outstanding quality with honest, reliable service. Check us out online at anglerautomotive.com. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Washington needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
to the studio, and I am in the studio with my friend um, and fellow, uh, we'll say, educator. We're, we're campaigning, and RN, uh, Elisha, is in the studio with me, and this gal is an absolute wealth of knowledge. I went over to her place yesterday as we just kind of talked about what we're going to go and her entire kitchen counter was completely covered with material and a highlighter. She was just deep into highlighting. I mean, she already knows about this stuff, but she's she's continued to go down the rabbit hole. And it is a rabbit hole, I'll tell you that right now. And so um, so we're going to talk about, so how in the world did it come about 70 years ago that it was okay to put hydrofluorosilicic acid in our water? Tell us, tell us the kind of the history, because it's, it's actually quite fascinating, but you need to know the history so we can know where we're going from there. Wow. Okay, so where do we start? So in the 1930s, a public health service uh, scientist named Trinley Dean, who's the father of fluoridation, he was actually sent out to check over 300 small towns in Texas, the, the wells, and to see um, they, they knew they had high levels of fluoride. What he found was startling, teeth in those areas, in those well areas, were often discolored and mottled. But he also saw that those people might have had like one or two less cavities than people on city water. So he theorized that there appeared to be a lower incidence of cavities in communities that had one part per million fluoride in the water. Lo and behold, he was a heavy, um, he is heavily invested in Alcoa. In the 1920s, aluminum manufacturing, due largely to the thriving canning industry, was booming. But it was also a big producer of toxic fluoride waste. And so basically, it costs so much money to get rid of the fluoride waste. But actually, also, um, we also need to talk about hydrofluorosilicic acid. That is a waste product of the phosphate fertilizer industry over the last 100 years. Um, so coming out of the stack, it is an air pollutant. If they put that into the water, it's a water pollutant. So what do they do with it? So dumped in the water. So in, interesting, international law forbids them from dumping this into our ocean water. So, so hard stop right there. I'm just an, an, and this isn't an interruption. This is a a emphasis. So what you're hearing right now from from um, Elisha is that I want this to just raise the hair on the back of your neck. You, it's a international law that you cannot dump this toxic waste into the ocean because it kills the um the it kills the everything that's in the ocean right it, right so let's go back so sodium fluoride is actually what the dentists use and that's pharmaceutical okay. grade that is safe in fact you know it's cleaned out of all the toxins that that sodium fluoride what they put in the water is not sodium fluoride that's this hydrofluorosilicic acid that's mm-hmm. actually um, and how they get it is they were required basically because if it was either an air pollutant or a water pollutant. They were forced to collect that. Basically, that's what comes out of the stacks of the factory. Okay. And so they're required to capture this with a wet spray. Well, the spray is captured and put into tankers. And they, that they sell it to a water authority because sodium fluoride is considered good for your teeth. So this is a, sod- this is a fluoride. This is a form of fluoride, but it's not. It's hydrofluorosilicic acid. And that is a mixture of whatever is collected in those stacks. It is never purified. It contains contaminants like heavy metals. And all the industrial waste in those stacks, that, mm-hmm. that's what is eventually put into our water. So it's not like they're going with that toxic water, this runoff of aluminum industries, right? So which is one we have. And um, 
and I'm going to be having on my next show, I'm going to be having a guest in that was a part of a major overflow of this toxic waste and what it did to one of our cities here in Whatcom County. You're going to be wanting to hear that show. That's a bigger part of this story. But what Alicia is saying here is that like Alcoa, the runoff of the aluminum companies watering down this toxic waste that you're not allowed to go into the air because the EPA says mm-hmm. it's too toxic. You cannot place it in the ground because EPA says it's too toxic for the ground. And you cannot put it into the ocean because there's an international law because it's too toxic. So they gather it up, they put on their hazmat suits, and they go and deliver it to cities and say, instead of us paying billions of dollars of, uh, you know, over the years to, talk, to get rid of this toxic waste, let's sell it to the cities and call it fluoride because it is a fluoride Toxin. So let's go back to the 1920s again. So the <laughs> I history, love this so much. The, the history is so important. History is it's mind-boggling. Critical. Listen how far. Listen to that date again. Say the date. It's back in the 1920s. I mean, okay. this is 20s, 30s. I mean, this has gone on for years. Okay. Hundreds, hundred years. So this is part of the story. It's fascinating. So at the time, so we basically they knew they needed to get rid of this waste, and so at the time, the U.S. Public Health Service was under jurisdiction of the Treasury Sec- Secretary Andrew Mellon. He was the founder of the Mellon Institution, which was the industry-funded research institute famous for giving industry the scientific data Mm. needed to defend itself. So basically, he is on – he's an investor in in Alcoa. So he's (laughs) highly, highly motivated to prove this was safe and effective, right? Okay. So so, um, an Alcoa-funded scientist, Gerald Cox, learned of the findings in this apparently worthless byproduct toxic byproduct might produce reduce cavities in children might it 19, said might <laughs> reduce right, might. cavities so 1939 he proposed that the the we should fluoridate its water that's right but not by a doctor not by a dentist but by a scientist who is working for the largest producer of fluoride in the entire US he's the one that basically pushed this through the bill mm. put hydrofluorosilicic acid in wow. our water mm-hmm. Nothing against sodium fluoride. We have a choice if when we go to the dentist, if we want that put on our teeth, put on our kids' teeth. But this is not, this is, this is not apples, apples. Yeah. This is totally different. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so up until this point, the luminous in- industry had been marketing their, ah, this is what's maddening. So up yeah. until 1945, <laughs> the American Dental Association was very concerned about fluoride. They were, they were um, investigating all the, all the different uh, chemicals, and its impacts, and so interesting. Nineteen forty-five, they said the they quote warned that the p- potentialities for harm from fluoridation far outweigh those for the good. That's what they said in nineteen forty-five. Forty-five. Right. Oh, so nineteen forty-six. The next year, they're like, lo and behold, that's when we had our first trial in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So they were comparing two cities, and so in nineteen forty-six, all the some of the other cities were like, we want fluoride. So they basically never finished this actual trial. They started in 1945, 1946. Other cities came in wanting it. So this trial never came to fruition. They never finished it, never completed it. We had no, um, we had no, nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the two-city Michigan experiment was abandoned before it was half over with the results inconclusive. This was the only scientifically objective test of fluoridation safety and benefits that was ever performed. And it wasn't even. It completed. wasn't even. It wasn't. Right. So, so this talk about a, a speed, uh, you know, a speed situation of 
that snowballed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear about something that seems that could be seemingly exciting, you're like, let's do it, let's do it. Can you feel that that's what was happening totally. in these cities? But we had no over control. No, over nothing. Over literally no data, no proof, no science that was ever performed, no safety physical hazards or whatever. Oh, and remember where it became from? The guy kind of speculated because a few of these kids had better teeth. Maybe their parents didn't let them eat so much sweets or mm-hmm. something, and so they had better teeth than the other kids that were in the cities. They lived in in the country. That kind of would make sense that they probably wouldn't have as much access to all the junk food right. that the kids in the cities had. So he speculated, mm-hmm. and out of a speculation became this entire movement of fluoride in the water. And lo and behold... What's interesting, so 1945, the American Dental Association was like, you know, it's not safe, we shouldn't do it. 1946, somehow the study starts. But back in the 1950s, actually, fluoride was used as a rat poison. Oh, lovely. So there's this huge shift of thought. It went from rat poison on a picture of this box with rat poison fluoride to then smiling children being fluoridated to have beautiful smiles. So what happened in that paradigm right there? Mm-hmm. How, how does that happen to have such a 180-degree switch my goodness okay hard break we are at the break already and we're we're going to continue this conversation you don't want to miss out on it this is dick donahue with asset advisors and i'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement i have made the decision to rejoin lpl financial services i originally joined what was then private ledger in december of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives i rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives over 1.3 trillion dollars under management and lpl is now part of the s p 500 index in addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on wealth wake up here on kgmi i will share with you some of the reasons for this decision Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show or our 9 a.m. show on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Daddy, where does milk come from? Well, sweetie, the milk we drink comes from these cows. Oh, I mean, where are the cows raised? Do they have grass and room to be like cows and run around? Well, honey, some cows live with a bunch of their friends on local family farms. Wondering where your food comes from? Find out during the Whatcom County Farm Tour, a free self-guided tour of the bounty that we call home here in Whatcom County on Saturday, September 16th from 10 to 4. Explore Whatcom County's diverse family-owned farms and the rich agricultural history of Washington's northwest corner of paradise, all with a backdrop of stunning Mount Baker. Plus, there'll be fun activities for the whole family with several farm stands and food trucks serving local fare at some farm locations. Go green! Sign up to join Bike Northwest for a farm tour ride through the countryside. Don't miss this annual tour of Whatcom County's farms in action during September Eat Local Month. Get your map, plan your trip online at sustainableconnections.org. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread it. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. 
The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Harness the power of the sun, reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. A massive earthquake in Morocco. The number of dead has now grown to over 1,000. CBS's Bradley Blackburn. The airport was jammed as many tried to get out of a major tourist destination. The room started shaking. It was going backwards and forwards and everything started moving and pictures started moving. Hurricane Lee was a Category 5 storm, but has weakened. Lee is a Category 3 hurricane with wind speeds near 115 miles per hour. Lisa Bucci with the National Hurricane Center. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows wanted his Georgia election interference case moved from state to federal court, arguing his actions were just part of his job. A judge disagreed. What the judge said here is, essentially, I think you acted outside the scope of your duties. I think that you went beyond what is in the job description of a chief of staff That's CBS News legal analyst Jessica Levinson. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. This goes way too fast, especially for how much material that Alicia has brought to share with you. There's so much. So, um, and we've got an exciting caller that I really want to get to and hear his story. So, um, So I do welcome, by the way, if... If you have a fluoride story yourself, um, or challenge us, because we're going to be going through these claims of, but there's, you know, there's no difference in the principle between chlorination and fluorination. So we're going to be going about kind of the, um, I would say the 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 things that we've been told versus the actual reality. We're going to go through a few of those. There's way many claims for a response for pro fluorination because maybe you're going, but but it's good, right? We, we you know we've heard it was good for so long. So we're going to be going through that in a minute, um, but I do welcome. So if you're local and you want to share a, a story, we'll try to fit you in. We've got so much to share, and we've got so much education in so little time. Um, so it's 360-676-KGMI. So you figure out the numbers on that one. 5646, is that right? I know. See, we all have to, we're all shaking our heads here because I always know it as 676-KGMI. Um so, but it is a three six old area code, not an eight hundred number. So, if you want to call in and you have a share, and I know there's someone out there that has a story because you told it to me when I ran into you in the restaurant. Okay, but first, I'm going to welcome, and we'll try to make it quick. But we talked about the Michigan experiment, right? Was it mm-hmm. the Michigan experiment? Well, guess what? We have Jerry from Michigan who has a story about uh, fluoride. So we'll try to keep it short. But Jerry, thank you for the call. Welcome to the show. And um, and also welcome to Facebook because you'll be uh, hopefully they'll be able to hear you on Facebook too. Welcome, welcome. Okay. Hello. Okay, there you are. Okay, you there? You hear? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, in 1947 when I was about in grade school in Dearborn. Uh, they had a massive. I don't know if it was an experiment or not, but we had fluoride. It was a fluoride treatment for children, and we went through. Um, quite an extensive, and it wasn't like they put fluoride uh, in the water or something and they just said, well, let's see what happens. We were actually given, um, uh, in our mouth, we were actually putting fluoride, and it was real chalky, it was real uh, salty, and we had to do this for, 
I, I don't know how long it was. It was like for weeks we would go in and they would put this thing on our these fluoride uh, uh, with cotton and they would clamp it to our teeth and we would have to um, uh, we would have to um, uh, just hold it in our mouths. We couldn't drink anything for a while and then it was actually put right into our teeth uh, to build our enamel up. Um, and they did it with all the children in the schools uh, in Michigan. It was actually in Dearborn. I don't know if it was any place else. But I wanted to ask her if uh, she has any information as to whether this was that type of flora that they're talking about or whether that was something else. But it was in Michigan. I would think that would be the sodium fluoride. I, I'd, I'd pray that would be the pharmaceutical grade they put on your teeth. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's any way we could find out. That was over seven years ago. The dentists kind of pride themselves on using sodium fluoride that's pharmaceutical, purified. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd really hope that was it, but I, I wouldn't know how to confirm that. I know I do know how to confirm what's in our water, and you can actually go to the water, the, the water departments, and you can actually ask them to give you the name. Of, so that's how we confirmed what's in our city water. As okay. far as what was used in that trial, I don't know. I truly hope it was sodium fluoride. Just so you wouldn't have the lead, you wouldn't have the arsenic, you wouldn't have all the other scrubbers put directly on your teeth. Well, and thank you for the call, Jerry. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Well, thank you so much for that. And, you know, that's, that's, that is um, that's still dinging in our ear over here. That's still out of our – and thank you. The callers are coming in. Um, thank you for that, Jerry. Um, and it's just so hard to say. We're really having the right. water conversation, and we just – you have to look at your dentist individually, and that's where that's where Alicia said earlier. With fluoride, it is one hundred percent your choice on putting it on your teeth. When they are actually um, when they're actually putting fluoride in our water, that is a. Uh, remember when you're going to the dentist, this is a medical treatment. It's a medical treatment when you're putting stuff on your teeth, having work done on your teeth. And the reason why they do hydrofluorosalicylic acid and not sodium fluoride is sodium fluoride, FDA approved, is way so much more expensive. And so that's why hydrofluorosalicylic acid is cheap. And the majority of what is put into the water ends up in the rivers, ends up in the our toilets, our sinks, you know, mm -hmm. just the, the extra water. And so the, if they use sodium fluoride and put that in the water, it'd just be way more expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway, so that's what's in our... That's what's in our water. That's it, what's... It's not the kind the dentist use mm -hmm. by, any, um, by any stretch of the imagination. So let's talk a little bit about the response, because some of you are probably still scratching your head going, oh my goodness, what, 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 what? So this is what, this is what one of them, we're going to kind of, we'll kind of go back and forth. Um, so claim one. Here's a response to, you know, a pro-fluoridation claim. So, well, there's, but, but there's no difference between chlorination and fluoridation. Well, this is wrong. Chlorination treats water. It's what goes in for, it's called water treatment. Fluoridation treats people. Water is treated with chlorine to make the water safe to drink, and it kills the bacteria and stuff. But fluoridation, on the other hand, is not used to make the water safe get that get that hard into your into your brain it's used to treat the people not it's the water. used to, to 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 it's it uses the public water supply to deliver medicine now i don't know about you but i see 
that there there's actually something very medically and ethically wrong with them to have a right to be able to medically treat people through the water. And and here's another one, and we'll read another one. You read the next the next claim that like, oh, but this, you know, whichever one you think is, there's so many of them. We won't be able to go through all of them, but find one that you think is good or you comment. But I want you to see that a big tanker trunk of this overflow of hydrofluorosis, yeah, that. <laughs> Hydroacid, hydrofluoroacid, but there's a big longer word. Imagine them driving up to our water treatment system in this big old tank, and these men actually have to put on hazmat suits, protective chemistry, heavy-duty suits, to put this, which is supposed to be medical grade, which or something that's good for us, into the water, but they have to wear hazmat suits to put it in our water? Well, people think there's there's no difference from adding fluoride into our water versus adding iron or folic acid or vitamin D into our milk. Totally different ball games because iron, folic acid, vitamin D are known essential nutrients. Fluoride is not. All those substances have large margins of safety between their toxic levels and their beneficial levels, but fluoride does not. So it's totally different ball game. You know, chlorine is used to clean the water. Fluoride is used to treat us. And everything, oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, this, one, so this one's big, you guys. Everything. This, is, this is big for those of you that have children and grandchildren. Everybody thinks everything is toxic given a high enough dose, even water, right? No. So fluoride, this is, this is correct, but one has to be careful when using the word high. Fluoride is extremely toxic, especially for young children. There's so many studies coming out now about, the, about uh, when pregnant women are drinking fluoridated water, when they're pregnant, while that brain is forming, because ideally, we think fluoride does not go past the blood-brain barrier, but when the, when the brain is being developed in that crucial time period, yep, it does get into that blood-brain barrier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's so much damage, and these studies are out there. There's hundred, literally hundreds of studies out there about the IQs that are being damaged. They're just you know, these these the yes. brain development during this time is so essential. So these pregnant women are drinking water, not realizing that it's harming their baby. So not only that. Yes, that alone is enough to say get fluoride out of our city water. But you got to think that this young child who's beginning to drink water, you're making your juice with our with the city water, you're making your Kool-Aids, God forbid if you use Kool-Aid, but if you do, you're making that with your city water and and you're drinking your glasses of water. You're you're maybe you have a Brita. Maybe it's like, but I filter my water. Fluoride is nearly impossible to filter out. You have to get a fluoride-specific filter. How many households can actually afford right. to that, that? Well, let's get this nice city-treated water, and now we have to filter our own city-treated water because there is a toxic waste product well, byproduct inside our city water, which they call fluoride. Interesting that the American Dental Association has now told um, young parents of young babies to not use fluoride in their formulas. They're now saying that. So how, okay, if you're a normal middle class, whatever, it's hard to afford all those filters, get the fluoride out, yet alone buy the water mm-hmm. so you can have, have no fluoride to give your babies. So what are we thinking about the, the lower income people? How, how are they able to afford water with no fluoride? We know those families can't, it's, it's a tough time. Like mm-hmm. this econ- economy going on right now, we, I could see a parent easily say I could buy my family food or I could get my infant non-fluoridated water. That choice would be easy to make, honestly. And so here, this is 
all these young infants are growing up now. And there is there, it's gonna, it's taking a toll. It's taking impact. It absolutely is. And and that so when you're drinking a glass of water and your infant or your child or young child developmental years are drink is drinking large amounts of water. I know my grandkids drink probably a liter to two liters. My grandson probably drinks two liters of water a day because he is an athlete. They are they are just drinking straight up the same quantity as me, a full-grown adult. Mm-hmm. So when children are drinking the same quantity of fluoride in their water as a grown adult, that's alarming. This is not fluoride. There's, so the, Yes, go, sorry. sorry. I was going to say the nurse in me, I've never seen a one-dose-fits-all medication. You don't have that anywhere. You can have athletes, a patient on dialysis, an infant, huge doses and variation on dosage. Day one in my pharmacology class, I learned the right dose to the right person at the right time. And that's not happening here with fluoridation. As a nurse, I saw if I saw a doctor write uh, the same dosage for a 250-pound man and a tiny infant, I'd totally be questioning that. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no drug on the market that is one dose fits all. It's not out there. No doctor. Oh, okay. Go, that's a hard, this is a hot one, and we're on a hard break again. So we got to take a break. I told you it goes fast. Ah, goes so fast. All right. Um, We're going to take a hard break, and we'll be back for our last segment, and we'll try to talk fast and get through this because we want you guys to care. All right. Great. So much information. So much better than that tent we stayed in last year. (laughs) We sure are putting this new RV to work. I'm glad we're here early because it seems that everyone has stepped up their mode of camping, and, well, they're all here. I told you not to post about it last year. It was supposed to be our little secret, but now everyone knows. Well, Kent's Garden and Nursery's annual sale is just too good to be true. I had to show off all my fabulous new trees and shrubs, and now, well, we're the garden envy of all our neighbors. And that's why we're camped out waiting for Kent's to open. I'm ready to finish planting my pond, and with 30% off everything but the dirt, I think we can buy enough greenery to create that living fence between us and you-know-who. Oh, oh, I see they're opening the gates. I got my trusty wheelbarrow. Let's go. Don't miss Kent's annual fall save 30% off everything but the dirt sale. Friday, September 9th through the 19th. It's the biggest sale of the year at the largest nursery in town at Kent's Garden and Nursery on Northwest Drive in Bellingham. Hi, it's Scott from Northwest Sleep Solution in Fairhaven. You know, I've sold mattresses in Bellingham and Whatcom County for a lot of years now. And I got a call from a lady the other day that was asking about our selection. She wanted one of these memory foam beds in a box you can get online, and we don't carry that. And she says, well, how do you have the best selection? So I explained to her the best selection often means not only what you do carry, but what you don't carry as well. And so at Northwest Sleep, rather than memory foam, we carry Tempur-Pedic as the highest rated mattress on the planet. Rather than some of the generic coil beds out on the market, we carry Beautyrest, the invented of the pocket of coil. We carry things that we believe in and we don't carry things we don't. So come see us at Northwest Sleep Solutions on the corner of 10th and McKenzie in Fairhaven. All right, we're back again, and we got a fast 12 minutes. All right, go. You're about ready to, this is just mind-blowing, and this will raise the hair on your back of your neck. You go. So no doctor in his right mind would treat somebody with a medical history he doesn't know, who he has never met, with a substance that will change his body, with advice of take as little or as much as you would like for your teeth. No doctor. I've never met any doctor that would do that because that would 
Okay, so let's dive into it. Dental fluorosis. Okay, dental fluorosis is seen in 32% of our kids. Damage to the tooth because of too much fluoride. White spots, brown spots. I'm sure you've seen kids with that. Does it make sense that you impact the teeth but do not do damage anywhere else in the body? So if you see adverse effects on your teeth, very easily you have systemic adverse impacts. Let's dive into it. Your thyroid. Fluoride used to be used um, to treat hyperthyroid back in the 1950s, especially in Europe. Lo and behold, that's right when we figured we wanted to put it in our water. So if they used it to treat hyperthyroid, now they put it in our water. So lo and behold, why do we now have so many patients with hypothyroidism? Raise your hand out there if you have hypo, hypothyroidism. And the dose that they would mm-hmm. treat patients with hyperthyroid is what they are, what you're getting in the water. So basically, if you have hypothyroidism, might not just need Cinemet, the typical drug that they're making tons of money on because it's the most heavily di- um, prescribed medication in the U.S. right now. It might just be in your water. Just, you know, if you could try to take as much fluoride out of any, out of your water, out of it. Mm-hmm. it fluoride is in our soup. It's in our beverages. It's in our wine. So uh, the, the easiest way to take it out would be in our water. Right. So, Get it out of our, our city water. So what we do know about fluoride is that it settles in your bones, in your pineal glands. And so you, our bodies can only filter out like 50, uh, an adult can only filter out like 50% of the fluoride. So, so imagine that. Go? I mean, right? Imagine. Just stop. That's another hard stop. And I'll let you finish because it's important. 50% of what you and your children are drinking has to be stored in your body. So where does it go? Where does it go? So in your bones. In your bones. In so your whether it be your teeth, your, your bones, and so bone fractures. Let's talk about that. We have several peer-reviewed studies in the U.S. showing fluoride increases bone fractures in correlation to the amount of water consumed. Animal studies prove that it makes it brittle. This is because 50% of fluoride stays in your bones. It accumulates as you age. It's more dense on the x-ray, but more brittle. A hip fracture in the elderly means they may never walk again or even die. On the other end of the spectrum, when our six- to eight-year-old boys are growing quickly, it goes into those quick areas of growth. And so there's so many studies about osteosarcoma of those boys that are drinking fluoridated water, leading to a huge risk of osteosarcoma before the age of 20. So that's, a, that's really in- interesting to know that boys are a little more, are more, are more susceptible to the fluoride in the water and there actually, there's studies, but not only that, there was the American Cancer Association did their own study on fluorided areas versus non-fluorided areas in young men. And they found the fluoridated areas for young men had more cases of bone cancer in young men than the non-fluoridated areas. And that is, a, that is an American Cancer Association study. So when we're talking studies, this has been well studied for many, 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 many years. Let's go to arthritis. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's well known in the endemic fluorosis areas that the first sign of skeletal fluorosis is aching joints, joint pain similar to arthritis. So the question is, they're very much the same symptoms. So is fluoride contributing to this epidemic of arthritis in North America? We have way more arthritis than anywhere else in the world. Why? But it definitely should lead to some questions. You cannot distinguish between skeletal fluorosis and osteoarthritis. One in three Americans have arthritis. 68 million Americans. It could be due to fluoride poisoning. Get it out of our water. Mm-hmm. Your brain. Finally, the American Dental Associ- Association put out a statement that parents should not use fluoridated water. I talked about that a little bit ago. 
That's a huge admission. Mm-hmm. But how do lower-income families afford this? Lyndon, what mm-hmm. are we going to do for these poor families? Or not even poor families, but struggling families that are paying our taxes here in Washington County. Get it out of Lyndon's water. That's Get it out of our water. help, right? That's exactly how we're going to do it. It also interferes with the pineal gland. The pineal gland is what kind of controls melatonin. Melatonin controls your heart rate, your blood pressure, and your sleep. You know, it controls mm-hmm. so many different hormones in our body. You do not want to create a fluoride exposure during periods of vulnerability. And so there is no doubt that fluoridated water is toxic to both the young and old brains, that it lowers IQ. Fluoride is today what lead was in the 70s. Mm, mm, ouch. That mm-hmm. children are being irrefutably harmed. The only time will tell. With all these studies, we should be saying, okay, until we know more, we should not fluoridate. It's not on us. There are so many studies that are showing the impact. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to bury it and try to like act like they're just a bunch of crazy women. But the reason why we're trying, we're having to stand up, is because the doctors and dentists, they are losing their jobs. The den- the doctors and dentists that have stood up to fight fight it, they get their medical license taken away by the boards of their state. Mm-hmm. So no wonder why very few doctors and dentists will say it on the radio. Yeah, know, come out. And it was very hard. Friends. It's very hard to find somebody that isn't actively practicing to come out and say it. And uh, quickly, I actually called. <laughs> I called the Poison Control Center yesterday, and I posed as a grandma. I had my tube of fluoride. Unfortunately, I have a tube of fluoride, fluoridated, fluoridated toothpaste, Crest, and on the back it says, if ingested, call, call uh, the Poison Control Center. So I'm like, let's give this an experiment. So I called the Poison Control Center and said, well, I'm an, I'm you know I'm I'm a grandma and m- m- my grandchild just ingested ingested too much and I have it on the back of this toothpaste that if some child gets into this and if they take this toothpaste and they swallow it that I'm to call the poison control center and so I did and 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 I wanted to see how they handle it what do they say about it he's like we're very familiar with fluoride poisoning and how much do you think that your grandchild you know, aid and they, you know, they, they had me kind of go through that and I just had to create a mock child. I wanted to prove a point. And, and he said, well, if they ingested too much, they should be vomiting or having diarrhea. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, I want to challenge you right now. If you just have Crest or Colgate toothpaste that has fluoride added it, go grab your toothpaste. And I bet you have never rolled it over and except say, oh yeah, it's fluoride. It's going to make my teeth white. Roll it over and see the poison control. So there's a big difference. So we're not talking about poison control. It's kind of like the lethal dose. And everybody kind of scoffs us, us off. And they'd have to drink a bathtub of water to actually. That's not <laughs> what we're talking about. We're not talking about the lethal dose. We're talking about a chronic use of a toxic chemical in your body. Over and over Long-term and over. use. Mm-hmm. What impact does that make? We're not talking about the lethal. Sorry, it's not going to kill you overnight if you're a kid. You know, mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about just long-term use mm-hmm. and the injury that's causing to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the point of all this is we want to kind of raise the hair on the back of your neck going, what? Wait a minute. I thought fluoride was good for me. I thought fluoride in my water was a good thing. Well, we are now saying and showing and proving, and there's many, 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 many years of documentation. Um, fluoride alert, and F-L-U, fluoride, fluoridealert.org. Go there, fluoridealert.org. Go to PubMed dot gov and look under fluoride 
even Children's Health Defense by RFK. He has mm. a lot of information on mm-hmm. fluoride. There you go. Question is, so, okay, overall, we have better ways of improving dental health. We don't have to resort. The, the, the benefits of fluoride would be topical. So why are we ingesting something when we, that's not, that would be like swallowing suntan lotion. Why you, that, it's kind of like a silly comparison, but mm-hmm. you would not swallow sun, suntan lotion to protect your skin. So why are, we, why, are, why are we ingesting fluoride if we want it topically for our teeth? Mm-hmm. There's better ways. We're enough developed of a nation. We have other ways mm-hmm. for dental health. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing is they, they, they like, okay, so 97% of Western Europe, they do not use fluoride. But when we compare our, our, our children's teeth, they're not that much worse than us. We're, we're equivalent. Just over the last 40, 50, 60 years, dental health has gotten better. We've taught our kids how to brush their teeth better. So it's not that... Fluoride is what saved us. Dental health has improved all over the world in civilized, developed nations. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a BS um, argument right there. Say it like it is. That's um, right. And, and do you know that there's only, only eight countries in the world that allow fluoride in them? And I'll just challenge you to take a hard look at which countries allow fluoride, including the United States of America, those are the countries that probably pushed the other big agenda. Um, well, be like Australia. Very comparable to the countries that pushed hard on the other agenda over the last three years. The Who? rest of the countries, f- this this hydrofluorosilic acid is banned. Banned. Germany they, bans it. Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Netherlands, Hungary, Japan, Israel, Italy. They all ban it. Mm-hmm. Who allows it would be Spain, 10% of their country does it. UK, 14% of their country. Australia, 70%. Chile, 70%. US, 60% of our population has fluoride. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of our population over a long period of time being damaged. So if you are in a city that you find out has fluoride, Put uh, put a team of people, and most of them are in small cities, so put a team of people together like we have done. Start going to the businesses first in the city, and that's what we're doing, and then go to the people. So those of you that are people, we're going to have a hard stop here in about one minute. Those of you that, that are in the Linden, Whatcom County area, in front of the Fairway Cafe at 11 o'clock to 1, there's going to be people there. Just go sign your name. Go shopping there for a minute. Go downtown Linden from 1 to 3. Go sign your name on these petitions. We basically are doing it so we can go to the city, the council, and show them this and go, these businesses, these humans do not want this in their water any longer, and that's what you can do. Just remember that there's a lot of people like Alicia in your community that would love to join with you and do something. So this is what we are out here doing, and I'm so blessed and honored to have a, a nurse with all this credibility that understands, like we were talking about, the dosages. Thank you for being on the show with me, Alicia. I, am felt, I just feel honored. There's so much more about this, and we're going to be blowing it up again on my next show. But, you know, remember... My whole goal and 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 for this is to get out and do something. So when you're like, I don't know what to do. Well, if you have a city in a town that has fluoride in it, whether you're on Facebook or with us, go in and do something to change this because a small fraction of a peop of a of a community can make an entire big wave, an entire big change. And there is a major lawsuit going on with the IPA. And anyway, we're about ready to do a hard stop. God bless you today. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless America. And remember, we stand, we hold the line, we do not comply, and we absolutely trust and believe that America shall be saved. Love you all. I'll see you on my next show.